Talonflame is a fan favorite. Fan favorite. Talonflame is a fan favorite. I can't say. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> I have faith. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast. Your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. A little birdie told me that the March Community Day is pretty fire. If you want an event to be a sensation, all you need is a little preparation. That's no Moon. That's a Licky Tongue XL. Moo puts the dairy in Legendary. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 132. It's February 16th, yet another Tuesday evening. I know a real curveball. We're shaking it up this week. Another Tuesday, my goodness. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle, what's going on? Not not a whole lot. A lot of snow, some cold weather, and yeah, that's about yeah. it. Yeah, on paper, that doesn't sound like a lot, but... Uh, it complicates things. It certainly <laughs> certainly does, especially when you got to leave to go to work and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not alone. We're joined by, well, one of our moderators, friend of the show. Oh, geez. So many different things. But we're joined by Legendary Moo, also known as Andrew. Hello. How's it going, Moo? Good. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, just recording a podcast. What are you doing here? Uh, about the same thing. We have a lot in common already, uh, but for those that might not know you, although you have been on the show twice before, why don't you give us a little bit of background on who you are and what the heck you're doing here? Uh, my name's Andrew. I go by Legendary Moo in the Discord and in Pogo. Generally just a grinder. I do stream GBL and twitch.tv slash Legendary Moo underscore. Uh, that's about it. You know, just here to have some fun. And you're also, aren't you the first person in our patron server in our community to hit level 50? Close. Uh, Lalo beat me by a couple days. Lalo Flames Ooh. got me. Oh, but he didn't say anything, so does it count? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I think so. Is, is this a tree fall from the forest situation? <laughs> Definitely, 100%. If you don't post in the in the bragging channel, it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. But anyway, before we get any further in the show, I do want to give a shout out to three brand new patrons, Brian, Stefan and Brent. Thank you very much for your patronage. Looking forward to getting to know you better in the discord. Appreciate it. Okay, so we're going to review some goals from last week. Now, this has been turbulent territory as of late, (laughs) but I have high hopes for this week. High hopes indeed, mostly because I took a peek and I'm feeling good about mine right now. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then we'll circle back and we'll check in with Moo because uh, he, like I said, he hit level 50 uh, and he plays a lot. So I bet he's going to be like, well, yeah, I just did this other thing. And uh, it's what your week of goals were. But I did it yesterday. (laughs) All right. So, Kyle, we'll have you go first. Do you have at least 1000 balls in your inventory? Yes, I I do. Wow. Okay. Did you do at least 20 GBL matches? No, I didn't. Okay. That's the one that always gets you. I know. <laughs> 300,000 experience? Uh, yeah, I actually crushed that because pure happenstance, I had like six ultra friends and a best friend this week. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, and did you also want to publicly apologize maybe to somebody you hit best friends with today? The best friend was Ken from Lured Up, and I totally didn't even realize it was today. (laughs) Did you have an egg going, though? I did not. No, I didn't realize it was. Oh, okay. And so I... I immediately messaged him on Discord and apologized. And I was like, hey, you're not online. If you use Lucky Egg, you'll still get the experience if you're fast. <laughs> I'm eating dinner and I just get a text from Ken that says, tell Kyle the next time I see him, I'm going to kick his butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's real funny. Well, hey, two out of three. That's that's great for you. You're on the upward uh, upward trend. Wow. Uh, for myself, I wanted to hit 500,000 experience or add that to my total rather. And I think I had like 600,000. It was a good week. Over 3 million dust. I've got 3.037 or something like that. So just over. And then finished my 45 research step. And I did do that. Not bad. It was uh, the slog was walking for the candies for the buddy in that step. Mm-hmm. And then the, the GBL matches were, oh, man, Love Cup just wasn't clicking was not oh god let me tell you i did like five matches and i'm just like this is not enjoyable i think with the right pokemon that i wasn't willing to invest in at the time it would have been better but there were only like three days left and i was just like now's not the time now's not the time but moo besides level 50 which is incredible so again congratulations what an achievement um what else has been going on in the world of your pokemon go play trying to remember what my goals were that I had set when we did the mod cast. And I, I think I did two or three. I know I was short on level 50 by a day. Ooh. I hit it during the milk tank spotlight hour doing the excellent throws because I just decided I'm sick of throw trying to throw excellent throws at everything. I'm just going to take the easy way out and do it during cow power hour. Sounds <laughs> <Perfect>. great. Um, <laughs> I hit legend in go battle league during all, uh, what was it? The sec, like fourth day of ultra league coming back in. So I don't remember if we had covered that on modcast or not, but that was super exciting. That was something I had been working for, for a while. And now I'm just getting geared up for Saturday. That's true. And uh, we'll be talking specifically about gearing up for Saturday a little bit on the show. So I'm excited to hear what everybody's doing to get ready. But I guess without further ado, then let's just hop right into the news. Hey, what's going on? It's the news. All right. It's going to be a short one this week. There's not a lot going on uh, because there is a lot going on this upcoming weekend. And all that information has already been shared. And we talked about it last week. So the, the latest piece of news, the important, special, interesting, fantastic, <laughs> mind-blowing piece of news this week. Some of us do. This is, I think this might be a little bit divisive, although uh, not, not too much. But I, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, you're not sure? Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited to hear what you have to think. But March Community Day. Trainers. The featured Pokemon for March Community Day will be... Drumroll. Fletchling, the tiny Robin Pokemon. Do you have a sad trombone sound you can make? Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) That's good enough. That passes. When is it happening? Saturday, March 6th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Just soon enough that if you have a bi-weekly schedule at work, you cannot request off. Uh, So there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even think about that. They do this so often. I'm just so glad it's usually on Saturday. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because I saw some people complain about it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have mentioned it at all. But it is it is almost comical, sadly, tragically, that it does keep happening that way. But 
Features include fletching will be appearing more frequently in the wild. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one. So this is this is great. This is a brand new shiny, which is fantastic. That's been one of the belly aches from some of the previous community days is that it was a, you know, quote unquote, recycled shiny. So here's a brand new one. Hope you enjoy. Evolve Fletchender, the evolved form of Fletchling, during the event or up to two hours afterward to get a Talon Flame that knows Incinerate. Is it good? Is it bad? We'll have a little bit of discussion about that later. But also, you can refer to the interview that I put up previously with Alfindial, and we touched on that just a little bit. Take a few snapshots during Community Day for a surprise. You're not fooling us. It's going to be encounters with Fletchling. We know you. We're on to your game. There will be a special one-time purchase Community Day box available for 1280 Poka Coins featuring 50 Ultra Balls. 50 Ultra Balls. Five Lucky Eggs, a Poffin, and an Elite Fast TM. Now, while this is a little bit more valuable than the average Community Day box, it still is arguably not a great value. I will be purchasing it all the same. Uh, same. Uh, <laughs> yep. And for US $1 or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency, you'll be able to access the Fletchling Community Day exclusive special research story, The Bravest Bird. <laughs> Love it. Bonuses include three times catch experience, which is great for all of us that are still on the XP grind, which is a lot nowadays. And incense activated during the event will last for three hours, obviously. I'll be surprised the day that that's not included anymore. And I think people will riot unless it's replaced with something even better. I mean, no, it's going to be replaced with lures lasting the whole event again when. Yeah, that'd be something better. I don't think they're ever going to go to extended lures again, because now that's a metal. Oh, that's true. That's true. The picnicker metal. I don't think we'll, I think it'll be incredibly rare once, you know, we're able to do such things and have people outside in large gatherings. It'll be incredibly rare that we get like the two, three or six hour lures. Yeah, because the metal progression is progression in the game now. And so they would like to time gate that, I'm sure. And so that's not in their best interest. But uh, so let's take a a step back and look at this event as a whole. We, We did mention it's a brand new shiny. So that's exciting. So that's already taken care of. That's great. Thoughts, hot takes, cold takes, whatever you got. Let's have uh, let's let's hear from Kyle first, because he's been itching to talk about it. (laughs) So when Chris and I found out about this, I messaged him immediately. Like, really? It's going to be Fletchling? Yeah. And that's kind of still where I stand on it. I'm not like upset about it, but I am like, this is meh. But the one silver lining, Chris pointed out for me, it's not a Kanto Pokemon. Yes. And it has been a Kanto Pokemon for nine months? I, I think. mean, Roselia, no. But okay, yes. well, okay, Roselia, that's fair. But previously, it was all Kanto all the time. So it's kind of nice to see a newer Pokemon. The only break from that was what, Dot, right? That was, that was the last one between Roselia, yeah. I believe. And at least Talonflame has potential PvP uses, which we can talk about in a second. So it's okay. (laughs) But we also have already gotten the shiny for two of the other common birds just in the game. Right? It's only two. Yeah, we have Pidgey out already. And and, and uh, Taylow. Yeah. And we're going to be getting Spiro with the cancel event on Saturday. So that's wrapped up as well. I would not have wanted a Spiro community today, to be super honest with you. I would have been upset. A two-stage and a common bird? Nay. Nay, nay. 
Um, but what what, the, what this sounds like to me, Kyle, is that you're not allowing yourself to be excited about this community despite having every reason to be. I think the point, though, is the only reason that every reason is a reason to be excited, say that 10 times fast, <laughs> is because it's something that Niantic has made a reason. I should not have to be excited that a common bird is the community day. I guess so. I guess and that's, so. that's kind of the stinger for me at the end of everything. I have uh, counter arguments, but I'm going to give the floor to Moo when you hear some thoughts. I'd like to say this would be fire. That would be lying. I, I, <laughs> I'm not excited. Like, obviously, with Snivy Shiny coming out already, we're basically punting the Gen 5 starters. Those are not going to get community days, right? Like, is that just not going to happen? Maybe. Maybe. You know, it's it, it, we're not entirely sure. You could make arguments either way. That right. said, to just to pause on that note for a second, I think the argument for them not happening is very strong now when they could just tie Snivy getting Frenzy Plant to another event. Right. 100%. And so that's just unfortunate. Yeah. yeah so there, there goes the other two. Okay, great. Fine. Are there many other things that could use it sure obviously everybody wants the good stuff but my my thought on this was okay so Talonflame getting incinerate probably good if they don't need the excuse to just have a community day to add the attacks i'd have rather seen polytoad community day give it weather ball there give us all the shinies and stuff because those shinies look insane everybody likes them they're kind of rare and give us access to catching so many of them at one time where it's an XL usable mon in Ultra League mm -hmm. rather than roll this little turkey out here. <laughs> I mean, on the same note, Talonflame is an XL usable mon in Ultra League. It maxes out at like 2200 at level 40, whereas it's 2435, I think, at level 50. I thought it was 2493 so, at something, level 40. It's something, I don't know exactly. I know it's 2400. You do have other incinerate users in that space. You've already got a lot of other things in that space for both leagues, really. Like mm -hmm. you've got Charizard um, in Ultra League. Chandelure is playable and is way cooler. I'm not thrilled yeah. about it, but just like you guys talked with Ken last week, even though it doesn't really look exciting, people are still on the XP grind. Triple XP is huge. It's gonna be fun. We'll we'll play it right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm going to make the case right now uh, that this is an excellent choice for a community day. I Those think that words. I think that there's something to what you were saying, Kyle, about how it solves a problem that was manufactured by some bad decision making, arguably on Niantic's uh, Niantic side. But think about this just on paper. It is a common Pokemon, right? Common because it's a route one bird, essentially. Right. But this bird is different. It gets a subtyping of fire when it evolves, which is exceptional. So it's not just normal flying for its entire life. It's one of the downsides of like a Pidgeot, right? So this is spicier, you know, literally and figuratively because of the fire typing, right? But, but also it gets a move that makes it much more usable than it was before. Kyle and I were looking at records. Actually, Kyle was looking at records and I was foaming at the mouth with excitement about how much <laughs> better it was with this new move. The shiny is brand new, like we wanted, and three times catch experience is an excellent bonus, uh, just for right now, the way that it is. 
And there's one more thing worth noting that I think some people who are upset maybe don't take into account. Talonflame is a fan favorite. Like, it was a very popular Pokemon when it came out. It was incredibly powerful in the main series game. It, like, broke the meta for a while. Ash had a Talonflame. Yeah. So popularity alone, I think it's an okay choice. I just, and that that's something that we normally don't take into account when we're talking about this, because we kind of talk about usability, right, more over than anything else. But, yeah, the fan favoriteness of it is huge. Uh, it's going to bring people out to play or or in. They're going to be playing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if you looked at the numbers for Roselia Day for the amount of crying people did about it, myself included, still played, still out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were talking last week with Ken that despite all the belly aching that was very apparent in in like especially in social media and stuff prior to that, people seem to have a pretty good time with the Roselia Community Day. The Badoo rates were up. People liked the Roselia shiny. There were lots of fun AR photos. Like people were kind of vibing. So, hey, you know, what do we know sometimes? Right. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I had the Go Plus going and I did rockets like I didn't particularly yeah. engage in roses in particular. But, but it is kind of nice to have community days that you can sort of like ease off the pedal a little bit uh, to kind of break up like, man, because when community days were, were pretty new, it was pretty much like every single one you had to go ham you felt like you had to go ham uh, with a couple of exceptions that's because in the beginning they were good it's true that's very true that's like true. you're talking about frenzy plant blast burn smackdown tyranitar meteor mash metagross those are all incredible the first like nine communities every single one was good minus pikachu Surf and eevee because pvp wasn't a thing at the time but so. yeah yeah no no fair enough yeah but anyway it's it's going to be kind of exciting uh to do this it's going to be a nice change of pace this should please a lot of people and those of you that aren't hey uh you know based on this kind of shaking it up maybe your ideal community day is just down the road but let's move on from the news section like i said kind of short this week and right into gear up this week on Gear Up, it's also going to be a bit of a short one, but it's going to be some preparation for Cantonian raids. Going to go through just some Pokemon suggestions for taking on the birds and Mewtwo that we're going to have over the course of the next week as a result of the Kanto tour and the post-Kanto Kanto tour and whatever Kanto <laughs> celebration comes after that because it Kanto doesn't tour, ever stop. But... Even more Kanto tour. <laughs> uh, but this is going to be real short, real sweet for a lot of this, because there's a, a lot of overlap, as you will hear in just a moment. First up, there's Zapdos. Electric flying, your best bet is rock type. And the top three choices, Rampardos, Rhyperior with Rock Wrecker, and Smackdown Tyranitar. There are other options you can always throw in there. If it's double rock, it's probably okay, but it's not great. And this is the only one that has like a secondary one you can do. You can use ice and that would be Mamoswine, Galarian, Darmanitan, and Glaceon. Is that because this is the only one that doesn't take four times to rock? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That said, there are some shadow Pokemon, you know, intersparse. There's some megas in here. I'm not going to bother listing those because where applicable, they're always going to be the best option. So use your best judgment in that instance. Next up, there's Articuno. It's it's all the same rock types again. 
<laughs> Rampardos, Rock Wrecker, Rhyperior, Smackdown, Tyranitar, and just for one more option, Terrakian as well. If you have some of those to fill out your team, I don't know why, but even Ammonite with Double Rock does really good against Articuno. And I thought that was hilarious looking at the time to win list. Is that the legacy rock attack? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it is. I think yeah. it is. Okay. Next up, there's Moltres. I'm not even going to list it this time. It's it's all four of the same rock types. It's all rocks. Wait, but in this list, you've got Terrakian above uh, SmackDown Tyranitar. Yes, technically. Is that a stylistic choice, or is that no? It was it was the, the difference in time to win, but I I didn't bother oh. to oh. to clarify why that was the case. <laughs> okay. Okay. But moving on, because you know we we all know about the birds. Everyone's here for Mewtwo, and how many times have we seen a psychic type legendary? Just so many. Every They're time. all psychic. They're all psychic. I don't get it. But in case you haven't taken out enough psychic type raids so far, first up is a ghost type, and the first one on the list is not a ghost type because it's Mewtwo with Shadow Ball, but specifically Shadow Mewtwo, and this is the only Shadow I'm mentioning because. Everybody more or less has one at this point. So it's very much worth your investment. So I think it's worth mentioning when you get to use it to its fullest. The top counter is literally just that that meme of those two Spider-Man pointed at each other, right? Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah. It really is. Next up is Giratine O. And then Chandelure. And then regular Mewtwo with Shadow Ball. <laughs> and then Gengar. Again, if you have Mega Gengar, it is... The, the top of the list for that example, although it's still tissue, which is unfortunate. Still makes me sad, but no, I will Gen- still be using my team of four maxed out Gengars and two Giratinos to fight me too. So nice. <laughs> now is Gengar at the bottom of the list just because it's so squishy? Because it does output more damage than Chandelure and Giratina, right? It technically does, but Giratino has so much more TDO. So it will last so much longer. You don't have to waste time re-entering or reviving. So makes sense in the event that you're short manning and that information is, is relevant and important to you. We would recommend that you look up a short manning guide. (laughs) Yeah. But that said, it's also nice when you're doing it with five or six people. Cause if you bring a team of six Gengars, even if you have six people with counters, your six Gengars are going to die before you beat the Giratino. Or yeah. before you beat the Mewtwo. Yeah, Guaranteed. True. I'm that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a little bit more to this list. Because there's also dark types. And the number one dark type is going to be Darkrai. Reminder that that Darkrai should have Shadow Ball. Not Dark Pulse or whatever else it learns. Because that's just how the typing ends up working out. And Shadow Ball's real strong. Then there's Weavile for the Glass Cannon option. Hydreigon if you want to find a use for using your Hydreigon. And then Bite Crunch Tyranitar. Just because you probably have some sitting around. I've got a 100% Hydreigon that <laughs> I feel like I need to power up for this occasion because it'll never really be used outside of that. Almost never. Almost never. Everybody's yeah. done has done lucky trades for Dinos, right? Like, yeah. put them to use. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lastly, um, I'm not even going to mention it except with this. Bug types are super effective against Mewtwo, but... Gen- genocide baby don't waste your time like six genocide all day i think the highest of the most effective bug type against mewtwo in terms of like time to win is a shadow pincer 
which is hilarious. But and it's not actually terrible. But who's going to build the shadow pincers to do it? We're hello talking to one. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) We have three million stardust. We think I'm going to use it for now that I hit my uh, my marker. Uh, Saving more stardust until you have to build like 30 more Pokemon for PvP. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that's about it. Just going to be throwing a whole lot of rocks at things for the next seven days. <laughs> awesome. All right. So uh, what I kind of want to do before we move on to Pokalore here, because that is the next section, is what we have Moo. And, and Moo is... All right. So Kyle and I play a lot, right? I think we mentioned last week again. We're making a lot of references to last week's episode with Ken. But he was like, we're the 1% of players. We are for sure. But of the 1% of players, Moo is an excellent example of 1% of the 1% that plays quite a bit and is really good at efficiently playing the game and churning out great results. And so as a result, I want to know what are you going to be looking for and what's your strategy for, you know, all four of these raids being active at the same time. Cause that's kind of a concerning point for a lot of people. Obviously yeah. you want to farm the Mewtwo, but do you have any insight on how you would approach this? Like, what are you thinking of game plan wise? To start, I was super excited to see the birds come back so I could clean out all the old ones from my storage. <laughs> I can't go. them all yeah. unless they're powered up or I'm going to power them up. Got rid of them. So that was my first uh, my first the first thing I did when I got the news. I'm like, great. Nobody's going to want to trade for these now. It's going to be a lot of communication with the community. Like uh, I'm in a very small raid group that's just text message with a couple people. I'm in the GoCast podcast discord group, which is enormous and is going crazy sometimes. And then I have another smaller, like, well, it's not small. It's like 70 people local group where all of us, like basically everybody is going to be targeting Mewtwo raids specifically. So it will be balancing, sending invites and getting invites from those groups at one time. During the Kanto event itself, I will be doing zero raids. I'm going to catch mons. I'm not going to waste six or seven minutes on each raid just to maybe get one XL candy when there's so much more XL candy to get from all these Kanto mons that are rare spawns anyway. So that's going to be my pure focus through the whole day. I'll probably leave with my free raid pass. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Are you playing? I'm playing nine to nine. Uh, getting up at nine in the morning or I'd have to get up at like seven thirty eight in the morning. That's probably uh, not going to happen. It's a big uh, ask. A big yeah, ask. that's that's a tall order. Getting waking up before noon these days is difficult. So <laughs> um, uh, I'll probably be out of my house before 10 o'clock, but in the I'll play all the way till nine. Yeah, because I was kind of what I was thinking about before, because I was trying to sort of figure out a game plan. Kyle and I were like, yeah, let's meet up with the weather's good. Well, it's going to be a high of 23. So that kind of shot our plans. in the Yeah, because uh, oh, Kyle hates car-, car play. And I understand that. So I'm making some backup plans with my sister. We're going to drive around and she's usually my community day buddy. Right. And so <laughs> we were talking about how long do you want to play? Like, what's the actual value of playing? So it is kind of comforting to know that you think that you're getting to get a lot of value out of just catching the entire time because I was like, I don't know. I can't make a good argument. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, you know, if we get more, more than one Snorlax or if that's just locked behind the the research wall, I want to catch a ton of Snorlax. I want to yeah. catch a lot of Lickitungs. Um, there's right. a, cup, a couple other little ones to get more XL candy for, but those are my primary targets are Snorlax and Lickitung. 
Well, excellent. We'll be talking more about Canto uh, related tour stuff and preparation later on the show. So without further ado, let's roll into the Poco lore. So this week's Poco lore section is going to be covering. Well, this one's probably you could have seen it coming like a mile away. Fletchling, the tiny Robin Pokemon, Fletchender, the Ember Pokemon and Talonflame, the Scorching Pokemon, starting off with Fletchling. Fletchling is said to be very friendly and is well known for its beautiful songs. It communicates by using chirps and moving its tail feathers, shake a tail feather, to signal others of its kind. In spite of its typically peaceful disposition, it is relentless in battle and very territorial, attacking perceived threats mercilessly. Dang, at <laughs> a tonal shift, geez. Its body is warm and doubles in temperature when startled or excited. This increase in temperature spikes hormone production in its body. It can burn someone if they touch it with their bare hands. Yeah, it's not <laughs> even fire type yet at that point in time. It's normal flying at its base level. Next up is Fletchender. Fletchender has a flame sack in its belly. It hunts by igniting tall grass and swooping down on bug Pokemon that attempt to escape the blaze. Shaking my fist. Once captured, the prey is cooked before being consumed. As its internal fire gradually heats up, it can fly at increasingly faster speeds. It is territorial, even against its own kind. Fletchender are known to be extremely territorial and aggressive. It often fights with its own for the right of feeding grounds. We got a little drama llama of a, of a bird here. <laughs> Lastly, Talonflame. Talonflame feeds on other bird Pokemon such as Wingle and Pikapek. What do those two in particular do? I don't understand. I, also, a uh, fire type hunting a water type is that's some big energy right there for sure. It hunts by diving and attacking its prey with kicks before grasping them with its talons, ensuring they have no time to escape from it. When it dives, it can reach speeds of 310 miles per hour or 500 kilometers per hour. It showers embers from the gaps in its feathers as it soars through the sky in order to intimidate its foes. Its wings are fireproof and have been used to make firefighter outfits in the past. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Cool little flavor right there. Stats. Max DP of 2493. That's level 50 as we figured out at the beginning of this episode. Middling but balanced stats with 176 attack, 155 defense, and 186 stamina. Best move set? Well, it kind of depends. Uh, Talonflame's got a really wide variety of moves. We did just get a new quick move, or we're getting a new quick move for the community today. That's Incinerate. So you can either run that or Peck. Peck is a viable option depending on what you're trying to build your Talonflame for, but Incinerate's going to outperform <laughs> in that case. And then the charge moves should probably be Brave Bird and Flame Charge if we're going double up. Uh, Brave Bird is the higher rated out of the two, but obviously if we're talking full build outs you want to have flame charge as well the other option is fire blast or something like that and just yeah it's fine it's just not as good right so there you go uh, and we've so, kind of already talked about talon flame when we talked about the community day so i already know where the two of you stand but i'm a fan <laughs> yeah i'm i'm a fan i like talon flame two comments about talon flame in general level 40 max cp is 2205 Okay. So that level 50 is a pretty big deal for Ultra League. And just one thing to sell the community move, learning Incinerate from Firespin makes 
flips the matchup of Talonflame versus Swampert from Swampert winning with like 70% HP to Swampert losing. That's insane. That's, which that's is a big deal. That's at level 40, by the way. That's, that's at 2200 CP, which is crazy. So I just thought that that was a really cool matchup that one move can swing. That's now, insane, though, too. That's bumping up the incinerates with flame charge, right? Uh, that is with a flame charge to bait a shield. It is assuming a good matchup, obviously, but still. It's uh, kind of unsafe to assume that people know what they're doing, though. True. <laughs> but in the situation that you do, there you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, there you go. That's the Fletchling family line. That's the Pokalore for you. Hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're more jazzed about your Fletchlings you're going to get by the barrel full uh, come March 6th. But there you go. So since we had such a low volume news week, we put out the call in our community discord and said, hey, are there any particular discussion topics that you want us to talk about also bear in mind that we're going to have moo with us and, and he streams pvp <laughs> so uh you know this is a great opportunity to ask some of those great questions so we, we have two we have one from cameron and one from kelvin the one from cameron is what are your thoughts on gbl and the themed cups compared to silps past cups since they have been similar love cup for example now it's no big secret that there have been some similarities between older sylph cups and some of the gbl cups right i mean what baby cup is or little tiny little was it little cup was it called little cup, yeah. yeah yeah little cup was pretty similar to a couple of other things that that sylph has done in the past or arranged or basically it wasn't a new idea it's been around before and it was adapted in, in gbl so what are kind of the thoughts on that and i'd like to start with moo because he's he's participated in what just about every self cup or at least been uh, aware of the meta we've done them all right i mean yeah you started with us in the when we first did boulder cup and all that stuff um i played them played in them all I do like the direction that Go Battle League is taking because, um, like, it, in my opinion, and I think echoed by a lot of people, Master League is miserable. The Dialga show is boring. Um, to pairing something else to do with Great League Mons that most people have built or aren't a massive investment while you don't want to play Master League is killer. I don't really care what it is. I'm going to play that over Master League anyway until XL Candy is more available for better mons to make level 50 Haxorus and stuff like that. I'm not touching Master League. And then also currently with Master League, I've been watching some other streamers and you can sneak in level 41 and a half mons in Master League Classic. It's awesome. Really? Yep. I've wa I've seen um, Dialga's above 2480 that people wow. are playing against. So wow. Master League is extra awful right now. I'm off that rant. Uh, <laughs> the, the You're a good I, company. We don't like Master League here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know Ken likes it, so sorry, buddy. Uh, um, I like that they're doing something. Do I like that they're just pirating Sylph events? No. I think they can be more creative and spend the time to make their own things. The Kanto Cup is uh, pretty much the only one that they've made on their own. Uh, little cup i mean people have been doing baby battles forever you know let's let's battle yeah. 500,000 cp or whatever 
Right. That wasn't exactly an official Sylph one, but people playing Sylph cups and and trying to make their own variations of it. Baby cup was a very common common thing. Absolutely. And the issue with the way that Niantic and it's probably mostly the Pokemon company's fault that they won't ban anything sucks for a limited meta. Like the little cup, for example, you ban bronzer or yeah, you ban bronzer. It's fun with bronzer in there. It's just like master league. It's the Dialga show all over again. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, I think there's work to do there. I think it's a great idea. I I would like it if they came up with their own things and use the resources available to everybody else to figure out, oh, hey, these two mons are way too good. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, you would think that if they're going to sort of emulate either cups or familiar ideas that have already been sort of tested and that data is out there because of resources like PV Poke and other things that exist you know, to basically give you a meta list of these things that they'd be able to key into that data and maybe preempt with some of these bands. But you, it is sort of a newer thing. So maybe as soon as they get sort of more comfortable, we might see some of that in the future. I disagree. I think it's an intentional choice because it's it's too obvious when you have you had like the little cup where Bronzor was running rampant and Bronzor was a heavy investment yeah. for such a little thing. Such a little cup. Uh, and then, of course, you also had the flying cup for or the flying whatever it was for it the was short time. Cup. Yeah. Where Shadow Aerodactyl and Aerodactyl were running rampant. And that was also a hefty investment, but not as big a deal. They know what they're doing there. They know that it's creating sinks in the economy of the game. And I think it's intentional. I could buy that. That makes sense. That's a fair point. But anyway, I think that that, that kind of rolls nicely into Kelvin's uh, question here, which was kind of in the same vein of like Niantic's mentality. So uh, what about the length of the GBL season? The first rotation through, I played 75% more than I did the second rotation. I think they should have reset it halfway through like they used to. And he's referring to the change from before with the GBL seasons. They were a little bit shorter and now they're longer to correspond with the seasons uh, approach they're doing now. We're currently in our first season, season of celebration, I believe it's yeah. called. Uh, yeah. And so that that was including two full rotations through great ultra and master league so the question is do we think that they should have reset it in the middle or do we like the two rotations through thoughts feelings well only have kyle go first this time so obviously i don't do very much go battle league at all so you can take my thoughts with a grain of salt but i thought this as soon as they announced that it was going to correspond with seasons it's too long it's way too long I like I kind of forgot we were still in the same season of Go Battle League. Yeah. When yep. it started to repeat itself. And that's that's, that's kind of that's true. where I'm at. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. That was my my first uh my first impression as well was that's gonna be pretty long. But I was willing to see how it was going to go through. There were a couple of missteps along the way. I think introducing rewards and stuff halfway through was both confusing and a little bit strange for a lot of people. It was exciting, but the how the mechanics of how it worked, like Kyle and I, the first time that you and I recorded that before I got a correction from DeFi, we had thought that if you had already been past the threshold for it before they introduced it, that you missed it on the frillish. 
And that was not really well communicated in a well that because we read every single one of the blogs. Mm-hmm. So there you go. But Mu, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you think about this. From a competitive aspect, now I I am very competitive with it. I am not the best battler by any stretch of the imagination. I just really like doing it. If the season weren't extended, I've knocked on the Dora hitting legend a few times, like 2998, and then three days later, 2996, and then oh. the next day down to 2800. <laughs> That's happened twice. Oh, um, man. That's the yeah, ranked re- climb right there. Right. Really good stuff. I hit it the second round of Ultra League this time because Ultra League, for some reason, Open Ultra is where I do the best. I don't know why. It just is. Um, I wouldn't have hit Legend. Now, with how long this is, it allows more people to get there. It allows more casual players time to get to rank 20 to get the stupid frillish. It allows more people to accumulate the wins. It's not, you know, it for somebody like me, the the on the content side, like the best few days for a streamer is the chase to legend. That's when you have the most fun. You have the most viewers like that build up to it. Um, But that's a very small market compared to how many people either don't engage, don't want to engage or just want to knock it out to get the stupid frillish. That's true. But okay. So is, is that a blatantly good thing? Is that a positive or a negative that the window is so wide? Or do you think it's just sort of like <laughs> covering the gap for what could have been a truncated climb to begin with? Because it is a grind where you're at right now. It's not like you don't know what it takes to get there. Sometimes it's just some of these matchups. And and that is one of the things about, you know, Pokemon, competitive Pokemon Go is that sometimes you just can't help what the matchup is and you're just at a disadvantage to begin with. Right, for sure. I th- I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it'll be slightly adjusted next year once we run through a full seasonal rotation, maybe. Because they they would have <laughs> sure. to tie. They would have to figure make the timing make sense, right? So if they did it, it just a, maybe just a couple weeks shorter, so you could fit four seasons in a year, or I'm five seasons in a year rather than i don't know i would probably say eight you know two per per every three months season so you know six weeks in a gbl season and what 12 weeks in a season's season yeah that's about the same period of time the seasons were before right yes yeah roughly roughly yeah Yeah, i believe so i i do think they want them to be extended longer and i i agree with that i think it's better to to help to give people more time to get to the rank that they want to get to is only a positive. There is no downside for anybody getting more time to hit the mark. Sure. Just how much more time, you know, calling it three months is, uh, uh, that sucks. Like it's, (laughs) it's a long time not to get that reset and then have the competitive climb again. But again, that is a small percentage of people who feel that way. Right. No, that's that's very true. Uh, and yes, when we're talking about 20 plus, we're not talking to the majority of people that play even just casual GPL because that is kind of a grind to get there in the first place. It took me like almost 200 matches to get there or something like that. A lot of people won't even play 100. You know, I think you were season. more like 350 when you hit 
ace or whatever it was was it when you when you showed me yeah i'm pretty sure it's like 200 wins right yeah 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 yeah, it was 200 it was 200 wins so you're right yeah but regardless the point still stands it was a lot you know Uh, so that's that's just something that maybe needs to be retuned and maybe we're being a little bit harsh because this is the first time that they're really trying to change it so maybe they'll give us a really great reason to want the season to be three months long next time you know maybe they double up instead of doing two rotations it's one rotation but the periods that you're in each league is you know twice as long or whatever there's lots of different things they could possibly do but think about this too so you you spend the time because there are going to be people who got to rank 20 got their frillish and now you have a lot more time to either spend a battle pass or one every once in a while try to get the three wins to get try to get another one now that the pool for the encounter mons is absurd and the chances of getting frillish are super low but it's still a chance and currently it being the only way to get it once you get there there is incentive to keep going that is true that is something I, I did not consider, but I suppose that's true, too. Yeah, if there were another way to get it, if it was like in 10K eggs or something, I would feel very differently about it. But you're right. There you go. All right. Well, uh, thank you again to Cameron and Kelvin for that nice little discussion break in the middle of there. Uh, you know, it's always nice to capitalize on the specialties of the guests that we have here. Uh, that's not something Kyle and I probably would have breached on our own. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> but it's time for the Pokepole. So last week's question was, if you had to choose one Pokemon you'd always have to include in your party for raids, PvP, and Team Go Rocket Encounters, what would it be and why? First response is from Trent. They said, would tie me to Master League only, but I'd probably just go with my level 40 max Hundo Latios. I use it with just about everything already anyways. Don't see a reason to not seal the deal. Yeah, I mean, if you've already invested in a maxed Hundo Latios, yeah, might as well just lean into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lean into it. Fine, Mon. Yeah, Dad said <laughs> Swampert. The one built for Master League, Ultra League, Great League, as well t- as two for Rocket Grunts and Leaders. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, this one is a ninety-eight percent. That was a level one when I got it in a trade from my daughter on Mudkip Community Day. That's nice. yeah. Absolutely. Swampert's a powerhouse. You can't go wrong. No, you no, you can't. And and we're going to see that that's a trend. It's apparently <laughs> groupthink sure? on Swampert. Yes. Next one's from Camo. Swampert! Because while it has a crippling fear of the slightest whisper of the autumnal season, it is oppressively good in all leagues, rocket battles, both grunts and leaders. Yep. It's just good all around. I'm very salty that I didn't get to play that community today. <laughs> I know. I'm As sorry. Later and later we get into the game. I'm just like, ah, oh, man. Next one's from Tristan. And they said, my Pokemon that would be in every raid, rocket or PvP battle party is Swampert. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good in all three leagues in Go Battle League and is also good versus Team Go Rocket because of its very quick charging of the Hydra Cannon and the lockout of NPCs after every charge move. Also very useful against rocket leaders who do use their shields. For raids, it's decent. With Hydro Cannon and Earthquake, it can at least hit everything for neutral except grass types. Just keep it away from grass. Could maybe even use Sludge Wave there. Good. Swampert also doesn't have... Swampert also does have a sick-looking Mega Evolution, in my opinion. Heck yeah. Yes. But it skipped leg day. (laughs) 
<laughs> he doesn't need legs when he's hucking hydro cannons at you. <laughs> it's true. For the foremost reason I choose this Pokemon is because of my favorite Pokemon of all time is the starter I chose in Pokemon Sapphire, the game I got for my seventh birthday. My favorite Pokemon, as you might have guessed by now, is Mudkip. Oh, I thought it was going to be Torchic. <laughs> the only thing I don't really like about this evolution line is the shiny coloring. Therefore, I added my personal edit of a shiny Mega Swampert. Hope you enjoy. Hope you like it. Took inspiration from the swamp part of Swampert's name. The uh, included attachment was basically a recolored Mega Swampert that was like green with yellow highlights instead of the the pink color. <sighs> but pink is so good. I know. I got to disagree with Tristan here. The pink shinies yeah. are all great. Yeah. I, that obnoxious fuchsia or whatever it yeah. is. is I, I can understand if it's like your favorite Pokemon and it turns pink why that would that would sting but as just a pokemon i i love the shiny yeah 100 percent. and cameron's response predictable cliffable <laughs> because fairy type supremacy real explanation okay fine cliffable is pink super tanky nose meteor mash charm that is an all exclamation point or all capitals as she wrote it <laughs> Uh, using Clefable lead has a higher probability of an insta rage quit from opponents. Agreed. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, max CP is uh, a little over 2700 and can be used in Master League. I haven't thought about using it in Master League because Togekiss is so huge, but yeah, true. Okay. Uh, most five star raids are dragons. That means bring Clefable. Uh, well, I disagree on that one, but okay. And just look at it. How can you not love Clefable? I'm going to let that one go. The last one out of respect for Cameron. Yeah. I mean, I do appreciate it, but I'm not like, I don't think Clefable is mega cute. I think Clefairy is adorable. And I think Clefable like is cute, but definitely has a little bit of like the, like the goofy factor in it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's charming, but it's not like adorable. I don't think. (laughs) And all I'm going to say is that for every single dragon raid there is out there, there is a better typing to use against it than fairy dragon. Yeah. And where dragon <laughs> is not applicable ice, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, that yeah, that's fair enough. Hey, man, we oh, man, this is a big conversation that's happening in the discord was that we need more. We need more fairy type moves. Yeah. This game. Fairy is definitely Absolutely. hamstrung by its move pool. A hundred percent. That said, there are only like. 18 fairy moves in the entire main series game or something like that yeah and like two of them are in go no there's like nine fairy charge moves it's kind of ridiculous but there's only one fast move maybe there's five charge moves but still there's there's charm there's dazzling gleam so one quick move and one charge move what else is there uh play rough play rough play rough um moon blast moon blast moon blast i keep forgetting that's fairy yeah, so that's that's five right there. I oh, think well, there that, you go. I think that's it, right? Yeah, so need they need, it needs moves. a new fast move real bad. Yeah, 100%. real bad. Uh, lastly, from Cowboy Hat Caterpie, they said, Cowboy Hat Caterpie. Whatcha? Classic in the bank. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Okay, but before we ask this week's question, Moo, did you want an opportunity to answer last week's? I didn't see your response in there. Maybe you didn't see it. Post it. 
I'm bad at looking at Discord sometimes. <laughs> like real bad. I have everything muted all the time. We'll, we'll be talking for like three hours in our moderator chat, constantly talking about Moo, and he won't respond for the entire day. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I'll see it later on at night and, you know, write seven paragraphs to respond to everything. It's great. <laughs> So the one mon that I've probably used the most for rockets in either side and some in Go Battle League is Polyrath. Yeah. Ooh. So if I had to pick yeah. one, it would be Polyrath. That's a good answer. With Polyrath, you can, like, just a 2,500 CP Polyrath, you can beat most team leaders still, except for Cliff's new iteration, because that freaking Aerodactyl's hard. Um, it is tough. And in GBL for great and ultra league, it is definitely a playable and fun mon to use. I'm so happy that you said something fun and unique because after I put that on Twitter, yeah. a lot of one word responses, which for the record, I'm never going to read your one word response unless it's kind of funny. Cowboy had Caterpie saying Cowboy had Caterpie is hilarious. Yeah. But Joe Blow, who's like Machamp. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. Yes. But you know, premier mons of the game. No kidding. Yeah, but, uh, give me a reason. Uh, Machamp, because he, he saved me from a burning building. I'll read that all day on the show. Yeah. That's it. Polyrath's a great choice. It's definitely my always go-to when I do Rocket content, for sure. Totally. This week's Pokepole is, how do you prepare for big events in Pokemon Go? Now, I already have an answer for this. Chris, you <laughs> look like you're ready to say something, so why don't you go first? No, no, I know what you're going to say. Okay, but then th that's why you get to go first. Okay, well, I'm not going to say what you're going to say. I just okay. I'm waiting for you to say because it it's going to make me laugh. I don't know uh, if it will. I have an I have an actual answer. <laughs> oh, do you? I thought I you do. were going to say that you just don't. No, uh, I that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I that's prepare, pretty much. What I, was I prepare for. for events. I just don't prepare for community days. I used to not prepare for events to make the joke real, but then I started having a full inventory of Pokemon all the <laughs> yeah. time. And so now I've got to go through and clear out a lot of Pokemon. And it's always a difficult choice. I like going into if the event is three plus hours, I like having 700 spots open at the very least. I don't want to be rotating through the same 100 spots. That would just be awful. But I don't really do a whole lot of item stocking because i am fortunate enough to play in an area where i can pretty much spin stops as i use the balls uh and the items and revives and potion everything basically uh, unless i'm at zero and then i get nervous and then i have to go out and have like 50 poke balls at the very least you know something but that's my answer all right so i'll give mine just to get out of the way because it's very similar clear inventory space is the number one for me because I usually try and keep my inventory space clear, but currently I'm sitting at like 2,700 out of 3,000, and that's that's Ooh. too close for comfort right now. But I don't think I even cleaned out after Roselia Day, but I didn't actually catch that many, actually, so that's probably not a big deal. You were working, you responsible adult you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> not that I would have played very hard on Roselia Day anyways. True. Excellent counterpoint. Depending on how big the event is, the number two is stock up on items specifically pokeballs depending on the event but that's the common one that's why i set it as a goal last week because i knew it was going to be a problem for me and it had been a problem for me for the last couple of community days so th those are the two things that i do yeah definitely about the same here storage especially for kanto coming up 
it's going to be a lot of catch. And I usually have, like you, Chris, 700 open spots for a community day is good. This, I'm trying to get down to a thousand. Um, <sighs> Chris I, can't. Chris can't do that. He physically, oh. his body will not let him transfer. I, sh- that I should have recorded what I deleted last night. No. I was working on this just no. a second. Oh, no. Um, when I set this as a goal, I don't even remember now. It's probably like three months ago to clean out my inventory. I transferred 1600 Pokemon in one go and I didn't nice and I didn't take a video of it to send to Chris. Did you have the sound on? I did. did. Nice. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) There's one more small thing. I guess I do subconsciously more so is figure out what I want to get from the event. Not like necessarily a Pokemon, but like, what do I want out of it? Do I want to have fun from catching everything? Do I want to be in a certain location? Is there a specific thing that's spawning during the event that I need to do? For GoFest, it was Alolan Marowak. I literally did everything out of my way to get Alolan Marowak on the second day in particular. And especially with the Kanto event coming up, that's very relevant, I think. That's true. Uh, I think in particular for this one, because it is about collection and completion primarily, um, in addition to a lot of other meta reasons like XL Candy and a couple other things that Moo had mentioned earlier. But in this one, it'd be probably a good idea. And I'm going to do this. Identify which shinies I still want and need uh, and and just go off of that list. Because, I, I mean, I want to say I want to play from nine to nine, I but I, I, I don't think <laughs> I, I will can lose I, my mind. I mean, I, I don't that. know. I could probably play for eight hours or 10, 12 is a lot. Uh, so I need to have I need to have a goalpost. Otherwise, I'll play the entire time. If it wasn't literally 20 degrees outside, 12 hours would be fine. If it was like 65, I could do 12 hours. No problem. Oh, yeah. 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, shifting item storage, like getting rid of all the berries. They're all going to be gone in the next two days, feeding them to gyms and stuff and trying to replace them with balls. Just as much ammo as you mm-hmm. can carry mm-hmm. um, the inventory space. No, like having your plan is huge. Get gas in the car the night before, like actually legitimately plan what you're going to do, where you're going to go. It's, it helps a lot, but I'm sure there are lots of other people that have lots of fun, interesting ways that they prepare for uh, big events just in general. So we'd love to hear from you. So dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's question, which is how do you prepare? For big events in Pokemon Go, you can uh, answer the question when it's posted on social media. It's usually just Twitter. I used to post on Facebook, but uh, Twitter is kind of the place to be for Pokemon Go, I guess. Niantic sort of set the tone there. Uh, you can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Or you could, of course, always send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Before any of that magic stuff with messages that are digital and sent to us in voice and in writing uh let's pass it on over to fish and DeFiE for this week's pvp corner and this week they're going to be covering the canto cup it's uh i guess it's revisit it's it's second go round of the canto cup it's revision uh and in particular lickitung xl as well excited about that hi i'm fish and ahita and I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that places a little too much importance on the first 151 Pokemon. DeFi, what's happening in PvP right now? 
Well, Fish, I am heartbroken to say that the Love Cup is over. I really, really enjoy being able to play with all these Pokemon that I normally don't get to use in Go Battle League. I loved playing with Alomomola. It was fun seeing Electrode out there. It was fun seeing Slowbro out there. It was such a fun meta. Wildly unbalanced. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. I had I enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. Um I uh I don't usually spend Stardust on GBO cups i try and save it for the arena where you know the ranking matters but i uh, couldn't resist this time i had been wanting to build a Slowbro and an aloe momola for a long time so i splurged a little and it turned out to be just a fantastic decision it was a lot of fun for me i really enjoyed it well currently if you go into go battle league there are four leagues open open great open ultra ultra premier and open master league so this season of GBO will wrap up with a week of the Kanto Cup, which is where we can only use Pokemon with a Pokedex number between 1 and 151, and this will not affect your rank, which is wonderful. Um, I have always said that GBO rating and rank is... I mean, no, it's... A, not important is probably the wrong word because, you know, the higher you get, the more rewards you get, which is uh, fantastic. But it's it, I've never used it as an indicator of battle skills. So I'm glad that we don't have to worry about that in the back of our minds. Like, oh, am I going up or down in rating? You can just have fun. I know. I'm really excited. I've always advocated and been a proponent of there being unranked GBL. And this this is that. And I am super excited about it. Just GBL for fun. With that, let's do a little bit of a self-check-in. We are towards kind of in the middle of the month for Labyrinth Cup. I currently am in four <laughs> tournaments, which is a lot for me <laughs> to be in at the same time. But I'm doing really well. I've won eight out of my 11 matchups so far, which is a 72% win rate. I'm actually four for four in the Girls That PvP mega tournament. And I'm I'm kind of just waiting for it all to crumble around me. <laughs> I'm I'm very apprehensive. I normally don't do that well in that mega. How are you doing, Fish? Uh, so let's move on to the Kanto <laughs> Cup. <laughs> You're not going to talk about your your incredible loss rate. I told you that in confidence. Well, I, I think it's important for the listeners to know about because I'm an advocate of you learn the most from your losses. Yeah, but they feel the worst, Stefi. I yeah, so I I haven't been going well at all. Um I I'm at a 70% loss rate. <laughs> um and and most of my losses are sweeps as well. Like I I don't even get close, which is just so embarrassing because like not not losing in itself, it just the fact that like I'm now in a position where I'm meant to be teaching other people how to how to PvP, and I'm just absolutely getting murdered in all my battles. <laughs> and so it's it's a bit hard to deal with. I agree. That imposter syndrome is real. Mm -hmm. However, I think it's really important that you go back and you watch your losses and you learn from them. I know that's kind of how I elevated myself to being better at PvP. 
So I'm not worried, Fish. You've proven time and time again that you are an experienced and fantastic battler. I'm not concerned in the slightest that you'll be able to come back from this month, learn from your mistakes, brush it off, and move on to whatever the March meta is going to be. Thank you. I hope you're right. I know I am. (laughs) So let's get into the deep dive. And we mentioned earlier that the Kanto Cup will be happening soon. Uh, We have mentioned it in the past. We wanted to just uh, rehash a few of those things that we talked about last time we mentioned it, as well as talking about a couple of little things that have changed since then, DeFi. Canto Cup is going to run from Monday, February 22nd until the season ends on Monday, March 1st. This is a cup that's run in the Great League where only Pokemon with a Pokedex number between 1 and 151 are allowed. This means you can use Alolan and Galarian variants of Pokemon. So use your Alolan Marowak, your Alolan Sandshrew, your Galarian Rapidash if you're really so inclined. What you can't use are things like Surfetched, Mr. Rhyme, and Licky Licky. Because even though those evolve from Kanto Pokemon, they have their own Pokedex numbers that are far past 151. Sorry to interrupt. This is Fish here coming to you from beyond the grave. (laughs) So dumb. I'm definitely going to cut that out. Um, So this was the point in the recording where DeFi and I started talking about the top meta picks for the Kanto Cup. But our recording today went for so, so very long. I think the official time weighed in at one and a half days. So we had to cut some stuff out and we thought that this would be okay to cut because uh, we actually talked about this exact same thing a few weeks ago. If you want to check it out, it is episode 118, Going Home Takes Some Energy, dated November 16. And we started talking about the Kanto Cup at the one hour, three minute and 35 second mark. Sorry for the inconvenience. I hope you find that information helpful if you decide to seek it out. And now I'll hand it back to you, Fish and DeFi, you handsome devils. All right, but there are some changes in this cup that we didn't have last time. DeFi, did you want to talk about those? I do. Lickitung XL. Mark my words, Fish. It's coming. Lickitung XL, when you power it up to level 50, it's going to have, if you put Legacy Body Slam on it and Power Whip along with Lick as a fast move, it is a deadly combination. And it's super tanky. It'll win against 82% of the Kanto Cup in the one shield scenario. That's insane. But uh, the one thing to... Uh, remember about that though is that is the whole Kanto Cup so that includes all the stuff that you're really never going to see if you take a look at like the core meta stuff the win rate does go down but still definitely an option to be scared of I'm a little scared of what I'm going to have to do to get one of these things 276 XL Lickitung candy that's going to be tough to do during the Kanto tour but I know that there are plenty of trainers out there who are targeting specifically Lickitung during the Kanto tour so we'll we'll just have to see yeah I still don't think there'll be a lot I mean like you you have rightly pointed out that there will be a Lickitung available during the Kanto tour but I don't know if they'll be so uh prevalent that 
people will be able to easily get 200 and whatever it is XL candy for it. So uh, I still don't think you'll see a whole bunch of them. You might see the odd one here and there. If you do see one and want to beat it, it does lose to Pokemon like Wigglytuff and Snorlax in the One Shield. And obviously anything that can throw hands, your counter users, Machamp, Primeape, uh, Lickitung will lose to those. There is also Kanto Ninetales and, well, and uh, Alola Ninetales that have had Weather Ball introduced. Uh, I want to look at Kanto Ninetales because uh, it's got some pretty interesting wins. So obviously it's going to beat your Ices and Grasses, like your Alolan Sandslash, your Shadow Vic, your Alolan Ninetales. Um, it's going to beat Wigglytuff, which is a big one. It's going to beat Alolan Muck. It's going to beat Snorlax. So those are three very big, very meta wins. It does lose to Alolan Marowak, and it loses to Hypno. So they're the two main ones that I saw that you'd want to be wary of. But, you know, it's still... It's still definitely worth a look. Here's one thing that I really noticed. If you take the core meta of Kanto Cup, which is, according to PB Poke, there's 31 Pokemon that consist the core meta. Kanto Ninetales beats 19 of them, which is a 61% win rate. You give it one fire spin of energy, suddenly that goes up to 22 wins, or a 71% win rate. You give it a second fire spin, and that goes up to... 77% wins. So nine tails with energy becomes very, very dangerous. Don't mind me. I'm just casually checking my Vulpixes. I'm seeing I have one that's great league eligible when I evolve it. So those are the two major changes being weather ball and lick a tongue. But what we're going to do now is we're going to let you all in on a little secret. So, Fish, if I were to ask you what's the one thing that people can do to improve their game, the number one thing to improve their game in PvP, what would that number one thing be? Well, I mean, to be perfectly... I know the answer you're looking for. To be perfectly honest, uh, the the answer I'd give is just unlock your second charge moves because that makes a huge difference. But that isn't what we're talking about here. Uh, the second thing that I would say is learning how to flip matchups that you would typically lose there are so 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 many uh situations in pvp where a pokemon would lose but if you handle it the right way you can flip that matchup over like DeFi, did you want to give us some examples for sure so one example is you can actually make it so hypno will beat Snorlax. Hypno has to be running Confusion as its fast move and then Thunder Punch. And if Snorlax has lost 20% of its HP already, so maybe you switch in Hypno, um, Snorlax has already lost some hit points from the previous Pokemon, you will win. Confusion damage is oppressive and Thunder Punch is really spammy. So right. Hypno will flip that matchup. Uh, it can also beat Muck in the right situations. So if Muck has no shields to hide behind and you have at least one, then you'll win that matchup. Like a Dark Pulse only does about 50% damage to a Hypno, so it can tank one. Um, and so if you have at least one shield for the second one, then those Confusions, Thunder Punches, even Shadow Balls will overcome it. Or... Um, 
you can win the one shield if Muck has already lost a third of its HP from the previous Pokemon. Another example is Hypno again, but versus Alolan Marowak. So Hypno can win this matchup. However, it has to land Thunder Punch as a bait. So you have to be able to throw Thunder Punch, get Alolan Marowak to shield it, make Alolan Marowak think it's a Shadow Ball coming through. Once that shield is gone, throw a Shadow Ball and you win. Um, Snorlax versus Alolan Muck. PV Poke says that Muck actually loses that one in the one shield against Snorlax, but that's only if you try and build up to the Sludge Wave and then bait with a Dark Pulse. Uh, if you just go straight Dark Pulse, you'll actually win that one. So that's kind of the opposite of the Hypno versus Alolan Marowak, where uh, if you're running Hypno versus Alolan Marowak, you need to try and bait. But if you're running Snorlax versus Alolan Muck, don't try and bait, because that's how you win that one. And the last one we're going to talk about tonight is Wigglytuff versus Muck. So you would think Alolan Muck would win this. However, if Wigglytuff is able to expend two shields, Muck can't do anything about it. Because charm is that oppressive that you can just continue charming the Muck down and shield the two sludge waves or shield the two gunk shots that are coming through. Even if it tries to bait you with the dark, the lower energy dark pulse first and then go the sludge wave, it just won't have time to get to the number of charge moves that it needs if you want to spend two shields. And that is with either Snarl or Poison Jab. So that's that's a big deal. So with all that said, just keep in mind there's no pressure. Um, you don't have to worry about your win rate. Just have fun. Learn some stuff. Hit us up on... Twitter if you need advice or want to ask some questions for the show. Uh, you can also send your emails to the regular email address of mail at gocastpodcast.com. And with that said, we will hand it back to Chris and Kyle. And Legendary Moo this week. And Legendary Moo, that's the one. Hi Moo, sorry I forgot you. All right, thanks, Fish and DeFi E. Appreciate the insight as always. Time to give Cancel Cup another whirl, as it were. But now it's time for uh, the that's this section at the end. Uh, we read some. We read some. Thi- what are they called again? Emails. Oh, that's right. And we also listen to some voicemails. We should probably just do the voicemail first, huh? Yeah, sounds good. This one's from Rocket Man. Hey there, Kyle and Chris and Legendary Moo, a.k.a. the Mythical Mill Tank, a.k.a. Cow on Earth that I make it to level 50. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Um, this is Rocket Man, and uh, I just called to represent Team Voicemail. And Team I was Voicemail! Ask, which of the two events coming up are you more excited for? Meaning the Canto Tour event or the recently announced um community day for march uh with a little fletchling in there i think uh i think both of them are going to be pretty cool actually i'm excited for for both of them um i think it was a good pick for the community day that's right uh, the canto tour thing was kind of a (laughs) unique fun experience to try to try to enjoy all it offers in kind of a 12 hour window i think that'll be kind of a fun little challenge um 
But yeah, I just wanted to get uh, your guys' thoughts on that, and uh, hope you guys have a good recording and a good week. Uh, yeah, thanks for doing what you're doing. See ya. Okay, so the question post is: Which of the two upcoming events, either Fletching Community Day or Canto Tour, are we looking forward to the most? If you had to choose, let's have Moo go first. You don't want to all go at the same time. I'm no, I'm going to have a different answer. How dare you? Sorry. What? What? Okay. Yep. Um, I'm I'm as excited for Canto Tour as I was for Stay Fest 2020. Like to me, they're a very similar event. They're going to yield incredibly similar results now with the bonus XL candy. It could be the event of the year for me. Okay. All right. That's a great answer. If it wasn't and it's such a poor timing, I would have a very similar opinion as Moo. The timing of it being in February is just absolutely killer to me. But it's still Canto. It's hard to compare that kind of event to a community day, but I'm definitely more excited for that. I think you're right. I think it is kind of hard to compare the two. Um, and so what I'm choosing to measure, which one I'm most excited for is just how I feel about the, the event uh, just from the, the onset of them, or rather just what I have to do in those particular events. So, I mean, Canto tour is going to be an exceptional event. I'm incredibly excited for it. I, I can't wait to do it and stuff like that, but it's going to be an event that's going to require a lot of uh, thinking, a lot of effort, a lot of planning, and that's just not what community days are. Community days for me are pretty much like therapeutic. Uh, I don't really go hard uh, for any of these anymore. If we had a, you know, if we had another Larvator community day, I absolutely would go hard that day, but I already did one, so even less so, you know what I mean? But I, I think I'm actually kind of looking forward to Fletchling Community Day a little bit more just on a surface level, not to be contrarian, but just because that's the sort of events that I like. I like the sort of autopilot, you got some good stuff because you were playing sort of thing. Canto is a different animal altogether. Canto Tour is a different animal altogether. So maybe I'll feel differently afterwards. But right now I'm just sort of getting like that that introvert sort of anxiety where it's like I have a big event coming up. I'm like, oh, no. Oh no, you know, like this, just the, <laughs> I guess the stress of it. I'm just like, oh man, I got so much stuff. I got to, I got to get done. You know, <laughs> my, my list is real long. So I'm letting that kind of get the better of me right now, but yeah. Yeah. A uh, great voicemail. Thank you for that rocket man. But let's go into the emails. First emails from Wang J Chen. And they said, hello, sirs. This answer is dedicated to everyone listening when they were little kids. I have to alter the parameters given and i'll tell you why a little while ago someone asked where our in-game names came from and i answered in the discord my name comes from combining korean and german to form wang j chen which means the little prince which is the title of my favorite book i have a team of three pokemon that i have formed for every league based on the book so here are the three pokemon i would always have and why one roserade roserade in the book, a rose lands on the little prince's planet. While she causes him trouble and heartache, he loves her. Number two, Ampharos. When the little prince finally lands on Earth in the middle of the Sahara, he finds a stranded pilot and he asks him to draw a sheep. This sheep leads to many answers about the little prince. Number three, Nine Tails. Near the end of his stay on Earth, he meets a fox that teaches him love and connection. 
This book has been a guide for me since I was young. Honestly, is because of the Little Prince I play Pokemon Go. Huh. The sunsets are calling me, so I must leave. Remember, all grown-ups were children once. They just don't remember. Good night, Wang J. Chen. I loved that. That was great. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I would like a little bit more context, though. I'm kind of curious how, uh, because of the Little Prince, he's playing Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. That is very interesting. I wonder what the correlation is. Yeah. Up next, we have Calvin. Good evening, Chris, Moo, and Kyle. How's it going? I'm finishing up my Kanto tour prep this week, and I'm wondering what your tips are for getting the most out of the event. I've booked a day off of work. That's a start. Although life is a delivery driver with a gotcha is pretty good, I feel like I have less run away from me while I'm playing manually. Absolutely true. True. Mm-hmm. I've cleaned up my Pokemon storage from 1,700 of 1,800 to 9 of 1,800. That's huge. That's great. Wow. My item bag is looking super healthy too. 188 Pokeballs, 377 great, 847 Ultra. Jeez. Not bad. As it stands, looking to get 1,000 Ultra Balls by Saturday. That's my goal too. Okay. Uh, other tips would be greatly appreciated. Uh, you Just have a plan for where you're going to play. Other than that, you're on it. Yep. And oh, maybe maybe figure out what you're trying to highlight and focus yeah, for the actual exactly. day itself. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, Legendary Moo, can you send me the 100 million XP I need for level 50? <laughs> <laughs> if if I could give away XP, I'm I'll probably hit times 250 in 3 months. Wow. Like, wow. I'll give it away. I'm at like 132 million or something or wow. I'm sorry, 320 million right now it's dumb Jeez. who needs it good god uh, i mean it's a good thing you have all of it because you wouldn't have been level 50 otherwise right right you know that made it way easier you know the <laughs> hardcore playing previously did have a benefit and on that note you don't need lucky eggs to do it i didn't use any just gotta play a lot yeah yeah just and at the right time eight hours every work. day for four years We've we've talked about this on the show before, too. Like you can you can play a lot for sure. But there is something to be said, especially if you don't have the opportunity to play a whole lot during your day. Play at the right times. Play during spotlight hours. Play during these times where it's efficient. Makes your time more efficient. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Intentional and efficient play is way better than just I'm going to go check out this random park and see if anything's here. You know? Yeah. do that it's fun and then if it's good go back (laughs) Mm -hmm. right exactly (laughs) and finally he finishes with i hope everyone has an awesome canto tour shiny luck to all except for the people that instantly kick you out of a gym i only wish you shiny bronzer cheers gents that's funny (laughs) that is super funny you must also be instinct my friend yeah, because <laughs> that's how it goes. Oh, I'm outnumbered today. Oh, you no, are, are oh, indeed. Wow. <laughs> just in this recording, not in the global though, market share. Let's just be very clear. Oh, yeah, we know. Yeah, that. <laughs> we, we are painfully aware, as everyone likes to remind us. Mm-hmm. Next email is from Cameron, and she said, hi, everyone. It's been a while. Did you miss me? Probably not. My emails were always way too long. <laughs> Anyway, I I just wanted to pop in and say hi. I hope everyone is enjoying the days leading up to Kanto Tour weekend. College is hard, and therefore I do not have the energy nor the attention span to sit down and write emails every week. Pro tip, 
Do not begin your college career in a pandemic. <laughs> that is all. I hope you have a wonderful day and meet all of your goals, Cameron. Yeah, I mean, I Cameron, I feel bad. Probably a probably a misstep. You probably should have not done that during the pandemic. I, I don't know why you chose to do that. <laughs> no, that wasn't your fault. But good pro no. tip for people: if they are if they are in a position where they get to choose, maybe wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for the email, Cameron, and we hope that you have more time to write some in the future. Always like getting emails from you. Next and last one is from Mitch, keeping with tradition. Hey, Chris, Kyle, and a special guest. He sent this the other day before everybody knew that movie was going to be on the show. Not sure if there will be uh, a guest this week, but there is. It's a move. But I always feel bad when there is one and I don't say hi. Hello, guest, if you are there. What's up, Mitch? There you go. These events are getting a bit much for me. The balance between work and fun is shifting. It's moving ever so slightly towards fun, but only because I'll be playing Pogo for 12 hours this Saturday. <laughs> Mitch, I will be playing the red version of Canto Tour this weekend. On a different note, how do you guys feel about a week or two break after the end of the Canto event following Canto Tour? Can you think of any events that normally happen in March that may make this impossible? I need to break from events, me thinks. Wasn't the first water festival in March? I, th- I believe I think, so. I thought it was April, but I, I could be wrong. I, I, I don't know the first one, though. When is Adventure Week? That's at the end of summer, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think I think the next big thing. I mean, the, the problem is, is they're not stepping off the gas pedal for events, and I would thoroughly enjoy it if they did. To answer Mitch's question, though, I don't want them to step off the gas until they're ready to change seasons. Yep. I think when the season changes, they need a full break on events to show people that seasons are a thing. Like, give us two, three weeks of only season spawn. Maybe throw in a community day that weekend. I don't know. It depends on where it falls, obviously. How would you feel about the community day for sure? But then maybe some bonuses to encourage people to just go out and, and catch from the regular pool. Yeah, like just like bonuses are fine. Just don't change up the spawn pool. Okay. Something right. that lets people in, enjoy the game a little bit more organically. Only starters and five kilometer eggs. I already hate hatching five kilometer eggs. Nothing has changed. <laughs> I, I realized halfway through saying that, that me threatening you with anything uh, with eggs involved, you're like, I'm immune to this. I don't care. I don't <laughs> I don't hatch eggs. <laughs> the 5Ks go in the free incubator and that's that's all that happens. Right. And they I'm hatch and you're disappointed again. and you're like, that's why I don't buy incubators. Yeah. <laughs> I, I regularly do now i actively hide myself from 5ks and i hatch sevens instead that's how uh, bad the 5k pool is to me because you uh, can get galarian stunkfisk xl candy out of 7k eggs which is enough. way more valuable fair than enough. anything a five can give me yeah yeah that that's fair enough i like eggs too much to pass it up so you need that skinner bad. box the what you need the skinner box that's that's what you need what's that it's the game we're playing. It's a Skinner box. I don't know what that means. I'm really? You've never heard the term, term Skinner box? I've never heard mm-hmm. that before. No, enlighten me. It, enlighten us. I believe it comes from trapping, like like animal trapping. Okay. But basically, the whole of a box is shaped in such a way that when your hand is open, it can fit inside. But when you close your fist, it no longer can get out. There's something in the way, whether it's something spiked or something to dig into your hand. So animals like raccoons reach inside because there's something shiny. They grab it, but they can't take their hand out because they won't let go of it. 
So okay. eggs and anything like that that have a prize that you need to work for to be rewarded with and you won't give up because of it is a Skinner box. All right. Well, I'm I'm guilty of that. So <laughs> that's fair enough. There is more to this email from Mitch. He said, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash cooks gravy. This Friday, probably when the episode comes out, I'm cleaning out my storage pre canto tour with GoCast Zone DeFi. Exciting stuff. <laughs> maybe i'll tune in i kind of want to see how that's going to be uh entertaining for sure watching you clean it out i'm also really excited to just hear DeFi just yell at you about asking you questions about why you're saving some stuff i can already hear it happening uh old goals 1000 mega gyarados energy hashtag shrimp gang i have failed the prawn posse 435 as of now i hang my head low 1,000 stops spun, 400 shy. I blame this on the snowstorm that ripped through New Mexico this past weekend. What a strange sentence to say out loud. <laughs> I blame this on the snowstorm that ripped through New Mexico this past weekend. Jeez. I, I was talking to him when that was happening, or like right after, and I was like, wait, you're at school, right? Because we got snow up here. Yeah. Like in northern Chicago, and I'm like, you're in New Mexico. It snows there? I was I was massively confused. Yeah, no, uh, hey, yeah, the south side of our country got buried. Hey, it's snowing in Texas right now. It it shut the whole state down. It did <laughs> rolling like black snow. That'll it's happen. insane. It's insane. Yeah. One million experience. Yes. Closing in on level 47. You can get there, Mitch. We believe in you. New goals. One thousand stops spun for platinum backpacker. Forty seven thousand two hundred and one as of now. 1 million experience, max out item storage, at least 800 Ultra Balls. Shiny vibes all, Cook's Gravy, Harry, Mitch, Streamer Supreme. What am I missing? Super player. Super player, resident super player. How <laughs> could I forget? That's right. Thank you, Mitch. Good luck on your goals. Good luck, good luck, good luck. Hopefully another freak snowstorm doesn't get in your way. You should be safe in New Mexico. You should be. But, you know, I, hey, we learned our lesson this week, didn't we? <laughs> uh-huh. All right. And that brings us to the end of the show. If you, dear listener, would like to send an email like these fine folks did, you can go ahead and send that to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717 and join the ranks of Team Voicemail. Team Voicemail. It's always a good time. Visit our website for all things GoCast Podcast at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook. Just search for the GoCast Podcast. No promises on how active that Facebook page may or may not be. <laughs> you can help support the show monetarily through Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash gocastpodcast, where as little as $1 a month into access to the best perk that we have available, which is our Discord, our community Discord, where, as Moo had mentioned at the top, we go crazy with raids and other things. We've also got PvP tournaments and uh, lots of funny people. The last one's the best the best part about it. Lots of funny, funny people. Yep, we do jokes. That's for sure. Shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zekwalker, Splinteris, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Lori, Sforts, Michael, and Ozzy. Thank you all so very, very much for your patronage, your generous support of the show. And thank you for helping keep the digital lights on. Appreciate it. Uh, but before we go into goals, Moo, why don't you plug away as well? Where can people find you on the social, on Twitch, all that good stuff? I know we mentioned at the top, but let's uh, let's round that circle and finish it off. 
on Twitch, it's legendary moo underscore. Twitter is at pogo moo. Um, I don't have enough subscribers for a vanity URL on YouTube, so I'll give you that link. Okay, sounds I good. I have no idea what it is. A string of numbers, string yeah, of characters. I don't know what the heck <laughs> yeah. it is. All right, great. We'll have links, of course, in the show notes for all things related to Moo and everything that we've talked about here today that has an appropriate link for us to include. Okay, it's the end of the show. The end end of the show, because I already said that once before. Uh, and that means it's time to set some goals. Now, I, normally I have Kyle go first. I like to have him walk the plank to test the, the temperature of the water. Uh, but we're going to have Moo go first because he knows how this goes. All right. This includes Canto Tour, by the way. Right. This week, Canto Tour. I don't know exactly what I'm going to be able to finish for that, but I'm going to play at least 10 hours. So we'll do that. And uh, I wish I could. I wish there were more reliable numbers for like XL candy goals and things, but that's just not. Yeah. Especially not yeah. something not the spawn settable. Types. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to. It's hard to kind of meter. Yeah. We don't know what the spawn density is going to be like because it's not going to be like community day good, but is it going to be like stay fast good we don't know so i think i'm gonna shy away from goals around that other than complete what's possible in a day for the i could do all the trades in a day right yeah so by by sunday morning have the 150 done because that's the mu task is going to take forever yeah Yeah. by sunday morning have the 150 done i can do that friday we have a pvp tournament I want to finish in the top two in the PvP (laughs) tournament or, you know, we we end up with a a three-way tie, like three people that went three, one. So I'll qualify that if I land in third there, get the item in Mon storage set for the weekend. That'll be, I need to delete like 50 more shinies to get, get down to a thousand open spots and then item storage. I can get that done. Hopefully get all the... I've got 460 berries fed. I can do that in a couple days. Oh, jeez. Yep. So that's, yeah, that's it. So items, 150 by Sunday. Mon storage, top two for PvP. All right. Perfect. That sounds like you've got your hands full. Got stuff yes. to keep you busy. Great. Kyle? I don't like going after because I have one goal this week. Yes. I just want to complete what is reasonable from Canto Tour. I, I'm I'm going to play Canto Tour. I'm going to have a good time. Hopefully, I'm going to catch some shinies that I will need, but we'll see about that. And I want to complete whatever is going to be reasonable from the researches. Excellent. I'm just putting down complete Canto event in quotes. Yeah. That's pretty much, that yeah, makes we sense. Can, I, we can suss it out on tuesday but we'll know on the day of what complete really means i think yeah okay great sounds good uh for myself i want to kind of round out okay so i I have a living dex for sure and i want to have a shiny of every single form but what i'm gonna put for a more reasonable goal is to have one shiny from every canto family uh so i don't have to get two spiros just to have a spiro and a fero one spiro will qualify in this case uh which lessens my stress for the goal quite a bit Although I will be trying for each of them. Now, that being said, I can't get the Ditto and the Mew quite yet because that's unreasonable. So I will exclude those at this time. Are you going to include the Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan? I am. Going to have to trade somebody for that. Yep. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah. 
I want to get a million experience uh, for next week. So I think that'll be 74, 75 mil, one of those two. And then uh, clear storage down to 3,000. So I want to have 1,000 free spots. It's going to be very painful. But I was kind of inspired since Moose said, yeah, the legendary birds are coming back with their with their legacy moves. Why the heck am I holding on to 12 Thundershock Zapdos? I have no reason to anymore. God. Excellent points. I'll get rid of them. <laughs> and I'll keep that methodology throughout most of the legendaries. And, and I'll believe it. Out when we reconvene next week and i hear it from you and i say it didn't happen yeah (laughs) yes as is our way but it's also our way to sign off at the end of the show and this is that so thanks so much for joining us we appreciate you popping in this episode thank you thank you for having me this was a lot of fun awesome we'll have you back again sooner or later probably on the sooner side let's just let's just go with that all right i'm in All right, and that's the end of the show. So thanks so much for listening all the way through, and we'll see you next week post-Canto Tour. Good luck with all of that, dear listener. Uh, I'll see you for episode 133. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.